0: it's your host Tanya. In this very final episode, I will be talking about the Coast Guard. This is episode six. That's crazy. This will be talking about the last branch. Some topics I'll be covering are the history as usual, the enlistment system, some training, whether it's what to focus on or what the training may look like. If there's anything about a college scholarship, I will in fact let you know. Also, I'm really sorry if there is a dog barking in the background. He's very interested in the roof people. Let's get started. The thing that I'm starting off with is the history, so let's jump on in. The Coast Guard operated under the the Navy in 1941. They got returned to the Treasury Department in 1945. I think they started off in the Treasury Department, then went to the Navy, and then they went back. I'm not entirely sure. Alexander Hamilton was the first secretary slash U.S. Treasury and the father of the Coast Guard. I forget what he was in Hamilton, the musical. I know that he was Alexander, obviously, but I don't think he was the father of the Coast Guard in Hamilton. But this is history, and that's a musical. 1985, Vice President George Bush decorated 15 members of the Coast Guard. In 1974, 32 women went through training and became recruits, which at the time women couldn't really go into the military. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think they thought that women couldn't do what men do, which boy have we proved them wrong. In 1914, ice patrol convention was signed off on. In 1961, John F. Kennedy didn't see any African Americans or black people. In the parade, so he called his secretary and ordered that the academy can't discriminate against those people and that they should be allowed to enlist. In 1963, the Canadian Coast Guard was made. There is definitely other Coast Guards that got made later, so I'm pretty sure there's a Europe one, one in Japan, stuff like that. But at the time, the Canadian one had just been made. Now that I gave you a sense of the Coast Guard's history, let's move on to the next thing, the enlistment system. Let's talk about the physical for men and women. Men have to do 29 push-ups in one minute, 38 push-ups in one minute, 1.5 miles in 12 minutes and 51 seconds. Sit and reach is 16.50. Swim circuit Now, women and men both have to do swim circuits, tread water, jump type thing. Tread water for 5 minutes. Jump a 6-foot platform and swim 100 meters. You better be ready to get into some water because you're going to be doing that a lot. Let's go to the women. 15 push-ups in 1 minute. 32 sit-ups in 1 minute. 1.5 miles in 15 minutes and 26 seconds. Sit and reach is 19.29 Swim circuit, just like the men. Tread water for five minutes, just like the men. Jump a six-foot platform and swim 100 meters, just like the men. People who fail will get an instructor, and they'll have to do extra stuff if they want to go into the Coast Guard still. Let's talk about some things for the boot camp. You get paid during training, and it goes straight into your bank account. You can, in fact, get mail, although you can't have care packages. You are allowed to go to church for all those people who thought that they couldn't. Uh, some requirements for the academy. You have to be a U.S. citizen. You have to be unmarried, which makes no sense. got to be high school graduate, 17 through 22 years old. You can also be 17, you can also be 22. They just don't want people under 17, and I'm not entirely sure if you can go over 22. Um, Let's talk about some academy steps. You have to make an account, contact an admission officer. So he'll help you, he or she will help you throughout the process, and then you apply. I'm going to tell you about the PFE which stands for the Physical Fitness Exam. You will, in fact, be doing the following. The plank test, the push-ups, the 1.5-mile run. Let's talk about some things that you can get disqualified for, just in case if people were wondering. Now, I don't have all of them written down, but I did pick a few of the slightly normal-sounding ones, if you know what I mean. Allergies. Which I guess that makes sense. Color vision. Really bad dental. Ear surgery or hearing loss. Diabetes. Not entirely sure about that one. Disability that affects daily life. Meaning if it's an issue for you to move. Type thing. Torn ACL, PCL or cartilage. Knee pain syndrome. Stress fractures. That makes sense. Those Really hurt. Worse than twenty slash four hundred eye vision. Horseshoe kidney or missing a kidney. Asthma. I I guess that makes sense. Uh, a seizure disorder. Eczema. Spine issues. Let's talk a bit about the U.S. Coast Guard Force Readiness Command. Also known as Forcecom. Um, it kind of sounds like they just shortened the name to Forcecom, but it's all of them like with the first letter type thing. Their vision is being well-trained and professional. Their mission is development and assessment. Their values are personal tech. Personnel tech. That doesn't really make sense, but... Okay. I'm going to tell you about some units. The Pacific and the Atlantic have two different units. Let's go to the Pacific. Base Alamedia, Tracen-Petaluma, Pacific Regional, Regional Fisheries and Training Centers. Ooh, those are very complicated words. That's okay. Atlantic, Activities Europe, Communications Command, HIT-RON, Helicopter Interdiction Tactical Squadron, MIFC-LANT, Maritime Security and Safety Teams, NSF, National Strike Force, at Wall. <laughs> that doesn't really make any sense. T A C L E T, Tactical Leave Enforcement Teams. Let's talk about some districts because, my goodness, do they have so many? Now, I really only, there is a lot of them, but I figured let's just tell you about the Atlantic and the Pacific. Atlantic, District 1, Boston, Massachusetts. They are responsible for Northern New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, and Maine. It's quite a lot. District 5, Portsmouth, VA, they are responsible for South Carolina to New Jersey. So the spacing between South Carolina to New Jersey, that's what they take care of. District 7, Miami, Florida. They are responsible for Puerto Rico, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, also 34 places that are forging. They also, I believe they take care of some islands. I'm not entirely sure which one of those they are, but they do take care of them. District 8, New Orleans, L.A. They're responsible for Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, and part of Florida. District 9, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio, they are responsible for the five great lakes, which are around Michigan in that area. Let's talk about some Pacific districts. District 11, Alameda, California, they're responsible for California, Nevada, Utah, and Arizona. District 13 is Seattle, WA, they're responsible for Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, District 14, Honolulu, Hawaii. That's cool. They're responsible for the Hawaiian Islands, obviously. Guam, American Samoa. That sounds like a type of food. Spain, Singapore, and Japan. I love Japan. That's really cool. They're lucky. Uh, District 17, Junoan, Alaska. They're responsible for Alaska, and I believe it's the Arctic. It's whichever ocean is closest to Alaska. I really need a study up on that. Thank you so much for listening to my last podcast episode. I really hope this helps you with your decision, and I hope you found my information helpful. Um, I'm hoping that all of these really gave you a better understanding of which branch you want to go into. And if you didn't want to go into a branch, but you now decided, oh, hey, I want to go into one, that's completely fine, too. Or if you don't want to go into a branch, it's all your decision. So thank you. Goodbye.